Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen, amen, amen. Why are you standing? You know, um, in the Seattle Seahawks have the 12th man. And that's been weighed by the amount of noise they make. Amen? But I heard that we have King Jesus. And I also heard that you have some great shepherds. So uh, I don't think that the 12th man should outweigh your praise for your shepherds for a football team. So praise your shepherds right now. What a lie. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is awesome, and it's so good to be here today. I mean, you're talking about a great opportunity to talk about my brother and my sister and talk about what God has done. Twenty-one years. There's something good about that. If you talk about twenty-one Someone told me there's something good about the number seven. Someone said that the number seven three times is 21. Pastor, pastors, congregation all week long, there's been a song going on in my car, a song going on in my head. And the day I came here today, and that song began to sing again. This is your season for grace, for favor. Oh, you better wave your hand if you want to receive it. See, you don't understand. See, in order to plant, to get something out of that, you got to plant a seed. And a seed has been planted in you. And I like the colors, too. They picked green. See, they had to pick brown. I said, oh, no, that's the wrong color. Because when things turn brown, they die. But green means the grass is green. Something's growing. Oh, hallelujah, this is your season for faith. Oh, look here, for favor. Grace has come for you. you God has already shown you favor already. Let me calm down a minute before I get to my sermon. Y'all get too, too excited up here. You know, I want to just give honor to the pastor, give honor to God for the opportunity just to stand before you. I want to give honor to God to allow me to just walk up the steps bad as my knee feels sometimes. But above all, I want to thank him for all the guests that are here today, all of you. I want to thank him for my beautiful bride of 34 years. When I was a young man, I know I looked all right. But God loved me so much, he knew somewhere down the line I was going to get hit with the ugly stick. So he had to compliment me. Oh, y'all, y'all, hold on, hold on now. Y'all trying to play off like you don't know how you look first thing in the morning. I mean, before, you know, the Mary Kay and everything else started happening. But God gave me a beautiful wife. So people just hear me and see her. Praise be to God, amen. And I thank God for that, you know, for my beautiful wife and my wonderful children, both Jackie and Roderick. (laughs) 
So he surrounded me. So I just stand in the middle of them and let everybody look at them and I just talk. But they're all good looking. Amen. But we all have been formed in the way of Christ. And I thank God for that. Let us go through the throne of grace. Heavenly Father, as I stand before you, Lord God, we come before you as humble as we know how. Father, let me decrease that you may increase. Father, the words that come out of my mouth, Father, is the words that you have your people to hear, Lord God. Let the seed be planted that they be able to grow in it, Lord God. Father, you said our ways are not your ways, nor our thoughts your thoughts. Lord God, this is the day that the Lord has made. And we're going to be glad and rejoicing. Father, we thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor, my apostle and prophet, beautiful people. But you know, when I was uh, called by Pastor Pharrell, I, I, I realized that when he said that this is your appreciation, and I wanted to kind of like, you know, what's the thing? God said, what thing? I said, so uh, God, what you want me to talk about? He said, the word. So I said, I, I want to see, what do I see what your brother look like? Look like. So, Pastor, when I start searching the word, this is how I seen both of y'all. See, when I talk about one, I talk about both. So y'all just ain't with me for a minute. So uh, this is how I seen the pastor when God showed me. Look at that man with them shoulders. But y'all gonna y- y'all bad with me? Don't get mad at me. That's what's good about being a guest preacher. Because I, I, I'm going to get a chance to leave. Yeah, y'all be mad at uh, whoever invited me, but you know what? If it's a word, go ahead and take it. I try to keep me out of the subject. But I want to just illustrate to you how I see my brother, or my friend, or, you know, my pastor. I can call him my pastor. Because there's been a time when I came to him, and when I come to the man of God, I prepare myself to receive a word from God. Amen? I don't come in questioning why I'm there. I come in prepared to be subject to the word of God. And here what I see, the helmet of salvation. Well, Pastor, why do you need a helmet? Well, because uh, all those rocks being thrown at you sometimes. To maintain a sense of sanity. To maintain the, uh, the, 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 the headaches of... Uh, uh, the things that have to go through, he takes on burdens. I heard someone say that, they, that they're the father and the, the mother, but they have to take it on. Some of y'all are parents, you know how much it's cheering can be a headache sometimes. So praise be to God that you see this helmet of salvation. Now let's look at the breastplate of righteousness. Look at those fiery dots that keep coming at you. The fiery dots begin to hit you. But the thing about I like about this uniform here is that it surrounds the whole body. 
that it covers the whole body because the breastplate has to protect that heart. And some people know that our heart sometimes suffer a lot of things. Sometimes the heart hurts because there are so many people you care about, so many people you love, and they just tear down your heart. The breastplate of righteousness. Y'all bad with me here? Y'all see y'all pastor in this? Oh, I want to talk about that belt of truth. Because he's always, she's always got to keep the pants up because you're trying to pull them down. You're trying to, like, take the belt off. Your, they're dragging you. I, I'm not talking about it, man. I'm talking about you're dragging. They're dragging people with it. Pastors should not have to drag you to church. Pastors should not have to drag you to witness. Pastors should have to drag you to give praise. But you're always getting dragged. So you got to have that belt the belt of truth. Amen? You know I've been waiting to get to this. That's something else right there, Pastor. It's heavy, too. I don't know how those Roman soldiers used to switch that thing around and stuff like that. I know if I was in balance seeing somebody come with this, you know what I'm going to do. Run. problem is, is that when God gave us the sword, your pastor carries the sword. And I heard earlier that he takes this sword and, and, and not only does he fight off the enemy that's coming at him, but he fights off the enemy that's coming at you. Oh, somebody should give him praise right now. He's in battle 24-7. I can see Pastor Linda Pastor on their, uh, and David on their knees all the time praying for somebody, fighting off the devil just trying to take your house, fighting off the devil just trying to take your finances, fighting off the devil just trying to take you down. They got that sword ready to take it off. Shoes of readiness. Look at that. Ready to go when you call? Ready to be by your side when you need prayer? Ready to come to your home when you're fighting with each other? Ready to meet you at the church when you need? Ready to stand, stand not, not with you, but sometimes stand up for you? The shoes. The shoes that have to step over your situation sometimes. The shoes that have to walk ahead of you. This is how I see the pastor. Pastor, I took this illustration because I found it to be totally a perfect illustration of the man of God. Of the woman of God. I found this illustration to show all the aspects and all the things that a man of God and a woman of God have to have to be prepared to go into battle not just for themselves, but for the people that they have been shepherd over. Oh, somebody need to give me an amen. So y'all know uh, how I preach this is that if you give one amen, I slow down. Two, I keep going a little bit faster. Amen. There you go. So, having said that, that's how I see the pastor. Let's get into the word here. Praise be to God. So today, 
we're going to look at something that is very unique, and I want you to follow with me here a minute. I want you to understand that all the things that have been said and all the things that have been shared prior to me coming up, we found that the word, Scripture, is just not for reading. Turn to your neighbor and say, Scripture is just not for reading. The word of God is very powerful, and it has a... Well, I've got to take this mic back sometimes. I'm getting too excited up here. The, the word of God is just not for you to go home and look at... See, when you look at the word of God, there's an action required. When we look at the word of God, there's something... We, we get fed good word all the time, but God wants us to do something with it. Amen? See, see, when you look at the word, the word should move you a little bit. The word should give you some type of instruction in your life got to trust in the Lord. Amen? So the first part of the word, one of the things I'm going to take you through, we're going to look at several scriptures here, and if you will walk with me now, I'm going to get excited a little bit here because I can't, I've been holding on this for all week long. You know what, see, Jeremiah says like something that's what, shut up in your bone. And I just said, Lord, God, can I just give it to somebody? He said, no, just wait. Can I just share it with somebody? He said, no, just wait. So yeah, so I looked at this here, and the first scripture he gave me, if you look uh, up here, it says what? Wait. Wait. But they that wait upon the Lord, what? You sound kind of weak. So those that wait upon the Lord should do what? See, every time we look at the word of God, God tells us to wait. So we sit around, how many of y'all hate waiting? You wait, hate waiting on people, but uh, you go pick up somebody, tell them you're going to be there at 5, they still, at 5.15, they still ain't ready. And then the thing about it, the problem is, is that we, we, we call them ahead of time. How many of y'all had to give people false time to make sure they be on time? You know, you got to be somewhere at 5 o'clock, you say, well, we need to be there at 4.30. He said, Lord, forgive me for lying, but you know how that is. So, but the thing is, here God is telling us to wait, amen? He said, those who wait on the Lord, they shall renew their strength. The problem is that some of us are still waiting. We're waiting for somebody to invite us to, the, to join the choir. We're waiting for somebody to tell us what to do in the, in, in the kitchen. We're telling, waiting for somebody to tell us to go out and minister, amen? Why are we still waiting? God has already came back. I'm reminded of a story of a young man, some of y'all may have heard this, that he was sitting on the roof, and it was a great flood. And, he, and, and, and all of a sudden, the rescue boat came by. And, he, and they said, uh, do, do you need to be saved, sir? He said, no, I'm waiting on the Lord. All of a sudden, the, the helicopter came by. They said, sir, get aboard, the flood is riding. He said, that's okay, I'm waiting on the Lord. All of a sudden, the water began to touch his feet. The water began to rise. And all of a sudden, you're sitting there saying, you're waiting on the Lord. And God, he started crying out, Lord, why have thou forsaken me? I've been waiting on you to come by to save me. And if you can use my spiritual imagination, I heard a voice coming up from heaven and said, Well, I sent the boat and you didn't get on. I sent the helicopter and you didn't climb aboard. But yet you want to still wait. And see, here we find ourselves always, but the Bible tells us when you wait, there's some action need to be applied there, amen? 
See, when, when you wait to hear, some of us wait to hear the word on Sunday. Oh, I can't wait to hear Pastor preach. Pastor going to tear it up. He's going to give us some good word. But you wait to get the word. But that, what happened to us, amen, we get the word and we're still waiting on something else. I'm going to take it slow for you. I'm not, I'm not going to talk about it. Here. We, we, look here. We wait for God to send us a good-looking man. We wait for God to send us a good-looking woman. We wait for God. We ask God for a godly person, but that godly person does not fit the image of a good-looking person. <laughs> Come on now. Y'all go ahead and agree with me. That's okay. We wait on God to send us a job. But once we get a job, McDonald's is not good enough. But if you got smart and you wait on the Lord while you're in McDonald's, today you might be cooking fries. But tomorrow you might be owning your own McDonald's if you wait on the Lord. See, we, 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 we wait, but our anticipation of wait is waiting on what we need to see coming. God, I can't wait till you send me my Cadillac. All of a sudden, the Volkswagen pulled up and somebody said, this is your car. And you go like, well, that's not the one God told me about. So I'm going to wait a little longer. You keep on waiting like that. You will be riding a horse and buggy. Because you got to get to where you need to be. But see, we keep waiting on God. Amen? But see, the Bible tells me here, uh, Pastor, uh, that if you wait on God, so if Pastor brings you the word and you, your strength gets renewed, that means that you have to do something. See, if you've been prayed on or prayed over, it's now time for you to go pray on somebody and pray over somebody. If you've been delivered from what you've been doing, it's time for you to go out there and help somebody get delivered. If you've been where you need to know that you should not be, it's time for you to stop somebody from going there. See, we're always looking, waiting on a certain thing. Because, you know why? Because your strength has been renewed. What is that renewing of strength? They shall mount up. See, you ain't going no more. See, but when you came into church, you were like, oh, Lord, I need Jesus. But see, but see, but after you leave the church, because you've been waiting to hear from God, you should be singing like, oh, happy day. You need to be walking out there with joy because you got because your strength should be renewed. There's nothing like a Christian coming to the church dead and leaving dead. The word is not marked. It cuts like a two-edged sword. So you may have came in with a counselor, but God wants to cut it out. You may have came in with deception, but God wanted to cut it out. You may have came in. Oh, Lord. Mad at the pastors. But God wanted to cut it out. So you say you trust the man of God. You want to walk with God, so you got to believe in the man. See, what was that you said earlier, brother? Moses. And Moses is a classic example of how much we trust him. As soon as Moses got the people out of Egypt, or led them out, or God got them out. We need to get that correct. 
They got to the what? The Red Sea? And before they were singing Jubilee on the way out. Oh, man, they, they were they were like doing all this. We gone. They were doing all that stuff. We out of here. They were doing the running man, whatever y'all call that. I ain't going to do try to do all that stuff. They were doing it all. They was good enough, but soon as they got smooth, does this sound familiar? As soon as they got into a, a situation, as soon as they got close to the sea, and they didn't see a crossing, all faith went out of the window. A God who had delivered them from bondage, a God had delivered them from slavery, a God had delivered them and gave them everything. He told them to take all their possessions. But all of a sudden, they get to the Red Sea, we want to meet a challenge. Somebody in the church get upset. And they want to talk about it. That's your challenge, y'all. Honor your pastors. You at a Red Sea now. How you going to cross? See, are you going to drown with Pharaoh's army? Are you going to cross with Moses on dry land? Your Moses, amen? So all of a sudden, once again, God had to convince them that he was God. And God could have let them cross over muddy water. Because I know if I was God, I'd been mad. I'd have delivered y'all, so y'all just need to walk through this muddy water. But because he is so loving, because grace, because he showed favor, he allowed them to cross on dry land. And then to make sure that their enemies, who they had just left from, did not follow, he took them out. The problem with some of us is that we leave our enemies behind, and then as soon as we weren't in trouble before us, we try to run back to what? Our enemy. Oh, y'all, y'all, you're just right. Go ahead. I'm, I'm with y'all. I'm feeling good about this right now. Because they got to mount up like wings, like an eagle. And they shall run and what? And not be weary. They ain't gonna look back with what they did, what they what they had. They gonna look for God before them and look what God's got planned for them. Oh, I want to tell you, living faith, are you looking ahead? God's got something planned for you. He's great. You gave you a man or woman, God, who's planted a seed. That seed's been planted 21 years ago and it's growing right now. He's planted that seed. But the problem is that, you know, what's good about the harvest? It ain't came yet. Still watering. Next pastoral appreciation, there shouldn't be a seat in the house. Come on, somebody. Oh, I'm not trying to put the man and woman on the pedestal. I'm putting them where God placed them before you. They are accustomed in our life because they love us dearly, amen? So they should be to a point where because of their love, you should be with a break. Girl, boy, you better come. They're going to be appreciating my pastor tonight. We got to go to the school auditorium. We ain't got enough room. Oh, y'all, oh, y'all don't want to hear this here. But you still wait. What are you waiting for? It says you should not what faint. That means you don't stop where you are. Oh, I'm over, I'm over the praise team right now. This is all I'm going to do. Pastor just got me doing the, 
uh, a little bit here, a little bit there. That's all I'm going to do. I'm not going to do no more than they ask me to do. Because I'm waiting on God to tell me something else. Uh, 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 oh, here's another I'm waiting on someone to ask me for forgiveness before I forgive them. So we need to stop waiting. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to stop waiting. I don't know what you're waiting for, but I'm going to mount up. All right, that's all right. Okay, so since you said that, since you said that, I ain't done with y'all. I got 15 minutes. Y'all want to see me running around here? But it says that trust. How much are we going to trust God? The young lady said that she'd like to trust him by faith and not by sight. We trust the Lord just enough to get by. We trust the Lord enough just to get by. We, and then the thing about it, the Bible already told us that our ways are not his ways, nor our thoughts are thoughts, but yet we still try to lean on our own understanding. That ain't what God told me, you tell your friend. Somebody said, you know, you know, you need to stop doing what you're doing. That ain't what God told me. I don't know what God you're serving. But the one that told me said that you need to trust him and lean on his own, his understanding. You need to walk by faith and not by sight. Oh, praise be to God. Amen. And then at the same time, when you're walking with him, you need to acknowledge him. You need to acknowledge him. You need to give him praise where praise is due. You need to worship him where worship is due. You need to shout where shouting is due. Just tell the person to hold your mule. I'll shout right here. You need to let him know that God is with you and God is for you. That, hey, my strength come from God. Amen? See, when you get shouted, so you stop waiting, you start trusting. You start moving out on Jesus. Instead of standing around waiting on him. God's done done all he's going to do. Amen? Some of our lives have already been what? Very powerfully changed by the man and woman of God. Because they don't, what? Lean on their understanding. They acknowledge God and let Him what direct their path. But unfortunately, we said we trust Him, but we follow our own what way that we want to get there. Stay with me now. Well, some of y'all falling, but I'm going to wake you up right now. You ain't gonna like me right now because see. God says that if you trust me, you have to trust who I sent. High five your neighbor. So if you trust me, you have to trust who I sent. It don't make no sense to walk in the house of the Lord and say, hallelujah, I'm a member of this church, but I don't trust the pastor. It makes no sense that I don't trust the praise that's going on. It makes no sense that I don't trust the song that's been sang. It makes no sense. I don't trust the word. It makes no sense to even be here. And how do you show your trust? You show your trust through your actions. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody said, oh, you're asking too much of us right now. 
I come here and clap my hands. I come here and stomp my feet. But boy, when they ask me to do anything else, I don't know what I can do there. I don't trust them enough. And you know what a sign of trust is? A trust is like the action word. It's how you share after you leave those doors. That you trust that you were in the right place at the right time with the right people. And you trust yourself enough to bring somebody else back. I told you, Scripture's not just read. We read all these words of God talking about go ye. I mean, oh, I'm stepping in my next one. Hold on. I don't want y'all to. We read all these words. Love thy neighbor. Did you love yourself? Well, a couple of them did this already. We, 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 we read all this stuff, but we, we don't get it. Forgive those who what? Who what? There you go. Uh, 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 debtors. We read all this good word, but we don't know how to operate it. Has to study for weeks. I, I didn't say a day or night. I just said for the moment. First of all, he's, he, she opens her heart and said, God, give unto me the word to give to thy people. Now, I don't want y'all to take this wrong. This is all to encourage you to realize that you got favor. This is your season for favor. But you can't get the favor if you don't water the seed that's been planted in you. And how you get the favor in that because you believe that the word that's been planted in you is meant to operate in you. The word that God gives to me is not the same word that he gives to you, but we need to operate in the action of God. We waited for him to come. Now it's time for us to move in it and trust him with that word he gave us. Oh, somebody's going to pray with me right now. Look here. Oh, are y'all ready for this one? Now that I've given you the wait command, you got my time, right, brother? Holy Ghost clock. We waited. We trusted. But see, we don't go ye therefore. I've heard every ministry announced. But we think it's the job of the person that's leading that ministry to do all the work. Let me tell y'all how this works. How many of y'all like numbers? I put it like this. If I gave you $10 and show you how you make $10, you how many raise your hand? Oh, I know I get a whole bunch of hands there. So look here. If there's a ministry, you have one leader. That one leader has 10 people, right? That 10 people go out and what? Try to what? Share what they get in their seed, in their grace, in their favor to 10 more people. How many we got now? A hundred. Come on, y'all, mathematicians. So you got great leaders here. You heard, I heard, what, 300? What, 330? So 330 times what? Times 10 is what? If we got all that, huh? So that means that 3,000 some people should be getting touched. Because I know you, 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 you talk to at least 10 people, but five of them you probably gossip with. But five of them at least you talk to. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on nobody's feet. 
But we do at least talk to 10 people a day, amen? But I need to trust them with the word that has been given to me so I can go ye what? Therefore, what? Preaching to what? All nations. But see, parents, I want to talk to the parents. We talk about teaching. How can we teach our kids if we're unteachable? How can we discipline our kids if we can't be disciplined? We want to spank our kids when they lie, but we are the biggest liars in the house. We want to get somebody arrested when they steal, but the Bible tells us how should a man rob God? when you get that small one. Can I skip tie week? I'm not going to talk to you about money, but I'm just telling you, it's a, it's a sign of your trust level. We tell God to send me a good man of God. No buck tooth Johnson come in. Howdy, honey. The Lord told you you're my wife. Like, oh, I don't know what Jesus you talking Because you ain't the Ebony Magazine man I was looking at. I'm I'm just trying to keep it real. Can I keep it real? Fellas want to walk around. Girls go like, hey, I think you might. You know, you you want to be my boyfriend? No, baby. You ain't no model. But see, the problem is, we're looking for a model with exterior aspects when we should be looking for a model with spiritual aspects. We're looking for what we see on the outside. We ain't concerned about the inside. But as soon as you get at home, you'll find out what's on the inside and wish you hadn't seen it on the outside. preach with y'all just a little bit longer. I got about five minutes. So if we go through these different nations and we begin to pray. Now when you say, what a nation? Uh, should I go abroad? Are you talking about that, Pastor? No. You work at AMD, that's your nation. You work at Safeway, that's your nation. You work at McDonald's, that's your nation. You work at Waste Management, that's your nation. And according to what I hear, that's really a big nation. need a lot of work. When you walk out of here and go to the dollar store, you're in another nation. You are a representative of the splitting image of those who teach you and preach to you and guide you and share with you and love you. See, God is in heaven. He anointed them with the spiritual anointment, prophetic term, to let you know that I sent him to guide you. So when the very mention of a name, you don't have to worry about how much a person tried to exonerate them. You should feel it in your spirit. And when you feel it in your spirit, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's what? Victory. Been planted. And it says, baptize them in the name of the Father. See, you can't have 
good words and cursing come out of the same mouth. Well, I just want to encourage you. When you speak, speak God. You got to be careful who's walking with you and who you walking with. You got to be careful who you talking to and who's talking to you. You got to be careful about all these things. I learned a long time ago. As God took me on a serious journey, you got to put a boundary around you in prayer and supplication. You got to seek out godly men who will stand with you. You, but we always want to stand by ourselves. Y'all ever seen a man in the middle of a football field? That you know that uh, what they call him, the special team guy, and he's standing there waiting on the catch. Sometimes he find himself all alone. And when he's standing alone, because probably he had an attitude, so his teammates said, we're going to fix him today. Yeah, you know, he's standing there like, I'm the man. Here come the ball. Some of us walk into church, Pastor, I'm the man. You can preach, but I already know the answer. Sister Linda, you can counsel me. But I just want to he- he confirm what I think. But if you disagree with me, if you disagree with me, we got a problem. Because that's an anti-confirmation, if that's such a word. Because if it does not agree with my thought, uh, uh, hold on, y'all hold on, hold on with me. Remember this now. I, I want you, if I don't remember, if it does not agree with what I'm thinking, I'm not saying what your spirit is telling you. Because when they speak the truth, when they speak the truth, it cuts, it pokes, it changes, it rescues, it battles. But when they speak the truth, Sometimes we don't want to hear. So it'll agree with my spirit, but disagree with my thoughts. That's why the Bible said we need to renew our mind. Because your mind is messing up your green seed. So he said that here, that you were baptized in the name of the Father, and in what? In the name of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. See, in order to have the Holy Ghost, you have to walk holy. In order to have the Holy Ghost, you got to talk holy. In order to say it in the name of the Holy Ghost, you got to receive holiness. So the Word of God is just not for reading. It's for you to believe. It's for you to be taught. It's for you to walk in it. It's for you to stand in it. It's for you to run in it. Lord knows if I can run, I run right now. It's for you to shout in it. It's for you to pray in it. It's for you to heal in it. It's for you to change in it. Jesus came on this earth. He became. And you know what? Even he was smart enough. Sitting with him. He was in the hills of uh, uh, 
when he was in the hills praying. Garcilio, Garcilio. Thank you, Lord. I know that was the Holy Ghost. So I had to really pull that one out. When he was praying, you said, can you just tarry with me for just a little while? One minute. Pastor asked y'all just to pray with him just a little while. Walk with him for just a little while. Talk to him just a little while. Love for just a little while. Forgive for just a little while. Pray for a long time. But still pray just a little while. Take somebody up. Plant a seed. Stay in the garden for just a little while. Water it. And if you stay there just for a little while, 21 years later, you're going to see the seed come up. You're going to see things begin to move. Because Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw men to me. The word of God is not just for reading. It's for action. Verb, the noun word, the action verb, action. Move on the word of God. But move with the word that is given to you by those who have been known about God to lead you. May the Lord have a blessing of his word.